Hello and welcome to According to John. I am so excited to be here with you today and I have my partner, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. Backed by unpopular demand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about unpopular, dude. I'm telling you, you're gaining traction. Uh, uh, people are enjoying the podcast. Beautiful and, uh, radio voice, or radio face here. Yeah, right. The perfect radio face. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about um, uh, could Jesus have sinned if he wanted to? These are huge topics. This is the sea in which we swim. These are things that we're just sort of unconscious of, but they're huge in, in the big picture of understanding who we are, who he is. Yeah. We don't really, uh, really have much of a clue of who we are till we discover who he is. And this is, uh, this is a big deal. Yeah, I think it's huge. And because so many people were like, well, Jesus was tempted with that. And well, was he? And that's what we're going to talk about. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my, uh, you know, was my guest. Now you're just a fixture, man. Yeah, just a piece of furniture. There you go. That's right, <laughs> Pastor Duke. And so uh, today on According to John, we're going to answer the question, could Jesus have sin brother if you'll open us in prayer we will get started Let's go father in heaven we ask your blessing on this time uh, just quicken us make us alive make us uh let's walk in the spirit and i pray that seekers will be finders uh, you'll use uh our uh, experience our knowledge to to encourage and help others in jesus name amen amen so uh a lot of people when you talk to them and they'll say uh uh well, hey, you know, Jesus, uh, he, he, was, he was tempted with adultery, which I find interesting because he wasn't married. Well, you can hear people say that, right. but that's not quoting Scripture. Uh, scripture says he was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. That's huge. We know uh, following immediately following his baptism, he was taken out into the desert to uh, be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And he was being tempted specifically on uh, power and uh, control and authority. Well, and as you look at it, uh, these these temptations, which I'm pulling it up right now, Matthew chapter 4, um, uh, 4, uh, 1 through 11. And, and so uh, if you look at these temptations of Jesus, these are all God-sized temptations, right? Uh, because uh, if, if you or I jump off of a mountain— uh, I can assure you uh, 10,000 angels are not going to swoop down and catch <laughs> us before we hit the ground. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and how about this? Um, if, uh, uh, if you're hungry, turn rock into bread. Mm-hmm. Now, now some people's bread is like a rock, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I can do that. And then, um, uh, hey, go up on this mountain and look at everything and everything you see I'll give to you. Well, these are God-sized temptations. These are not. These are temptations that politicians fall for every day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to bring that in, but it is a doctrine of sin we're talking about. But, you know, kind of pull this together, like the importance. Uh, I, I remember if I would heard that title, did Jesus ever sin, could he ever sin, I never really thought about it. But this is really key because this really 
does matter. If we're going to have a Savior from our sin, you go back and take that even the initial look at the Old Testament all the way through the Old Testament, the same thing. When you had a sacrifice, it was a temporary sacrifice, which never took away sin. It was only rolling that sin forward until there would be the, the Redeemer, the real sacrifice. And every one of those sacrifices, that little uh, goats, uh, lambs, uh, oxen, they had Dove. to be... Dove. Yeah. They had to be... Pigeons, whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, no blemish. And so that so is why would it be So why would it be less in the New Testament? Yeah. It, it, it's all foundational to yeah. who is Jesus. Well, so how about this? If, uh, if Jesus could have sinned, what's the difference between uh, uh, him and us? Yeah. And if he could have sinned, and if he did sin, well, now he's not perfect like you just pointed out. And so guess what? His death on the cross is useless. Yeah. So we'll drag a little theology into this thing. So we sound intelligent. Yeah. I'm in yeah, we're yeah, talking any, about any help I can get <laughs> <laughs> the uh, doctrine that we're talking about teaching. Don't be afraid of the word doctrine. It just means right. teaching right. Um, is the doctrine or the teaching of hermartiology, the study of sin. And so, so hermartiology, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how I, cause I know some people are like, uh, um, that doesn't make sense to me. How, uh, uh, how does that work? Well, hermartiology sends smarts, right? So in my brain, it's like smartiology and we're not smart, but sin smarts, it hurts. Yeah. So I always remembered hermartiology, the, the, uh, uh, sin of man, right? Or the study of the sin of man is a smartiology. It's a little simpler <laughs> for me. I just look in the mirror and there it is in my face. But, you know, we, last week we talked about some prophetic things and, and the battle, you know, Satan's trying to suppress knowledge, the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of Jesus, the word of God, get it out of school, get it out of our face, turn it, take God out of the pledge. But that's the battle from the outside. What we're talking about today is the battle on the inside. And yes. So, um, I, I want to look at this real quick. There's a couple of things that I want to point out that I find, uh, that I love about this passage. Excuse me. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, you can open it up to Matthew chapter four, verse one. If you are driving or working, then just listen. Uh, if you're driving, do not open anything and read it. Just focus on driving. <laughs> Uh, so chapter four, verse one, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And, and, uh, you know, the first off the question is, well, if Jesus couldn't sin, why was he tempted? I mean, th th there has to be a reason because uh, you know, everything that God does, he does on purpose or with a purpose. And it's the same is true for Satan. He's going to try to take him down. That he has to take him yeah. down and, and Satan is deceived by his own lust to be like God that he can't accept the fact that he can't conquer God. And so he is constantly, uh, going after, uh, uh, uh that conquer. But you know, the truth is we do the same thing as, as humans. We, we think we're better than God, bigger than God, or, or our way is, is, uh, we try to get God to uh, bow to our standards and when we encounter his word contrary to our spirit, then we're offended and we yeah. tune him out. And, and not only that, but the, the, the scriptures say that there, there's a way that seems right unto man, but in the end it leads to death. That's right. And, uh, and so man has this, we have this desire to be like Satan. 
uh, to be better than God. Yeah, it's our fallen nature. That's this hermartiology, this this doctrine of sin. Could Jesus sin? Is is sort of the question we're facing, and I. Uh, but it's all intermingled. Uh, could Jesus sin? Why did he come? What is our problem? Where does that Where does that all come from? Where our our problem all comes from is our daddies, right? <laughs> uh, wherefore, as by one man Adam sin then entered into the world, and death passed upon all men, for all men have, have sinned. sinned. And so that's the where our problem comes from. And Jesus is going to be the fix for our problem. And he has, if he's going to be the substitution, the sacrifice for our sin, he must be. He has to be perfect. Absolutely. He has yeah. to be perfect. He has to be. How can he be perfect if he has an earthly father? Right. Well, and, and that's, that is the importance of the virgin birth because sin is, pat, sorry, guys, I hate to say this, ladies, I know you can use this against the men, your husbands, but this is what it is. Uh, sin is passed through the man, seed of the man, the seed of the man. And so, so, uh, and, and here's the interesting thing, you know, cause we, we say that, uh, if you look in the very beginning, so God made, uh, Adam and every human being came from Adam, including Eve. From his rib. From his rib. Close to his heart, under his arm of protection. Right. So every human being has come from uh, 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 Adam, including Eve, and the sin nature is passed from the father, from the man. Well, when Jesus is born, uh, he is born of a virgin. He does not have an earthly father. Therefore, he does not get the uh, sinful nature. He gets the nature of his father. And who's his father? God. And what's God's nature? Righteousness. Holiness. Holiness. Yeah. Perfection. Absolutely. So now. Separate from sinners. Completely. Yeah. You know, you took us back to the Garden of Eden, John. Immediately after Adam and Eve sinned, they're hiding from God. God finds them. Where art thou? Shows God had a sense of humor. (laughs) God knew where it was at. Have you eaten of the tree? And uh, and Eve, or Adam, immediately blames it on Eve. And and ultimately, kind of on God. No, he, gave her to me. You he, gave her to me. He blames God. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, he's like, listen, God, if you wouldn't have given me that woman, I wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. And then, and then, God speaking, I, Adam's such a loser, isn't he? he? Is. <laughs> We're chips off the old block. Amen. He's such a but, loser. But that nature, that fallen nature, that's our problem. Yeah. That's why Christ had to come. But it's interesting, even though they fell, God had a plan to fix it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. the Lamb of God, slain from the world foundation of of the the world world. but here's the thing and it was always plan a yeah there's no plan b there's no plan b so immediately he speaks judgment to satan says i'm going to crush your head Mm -hmm. it was veiled language the veil comes off and isaiah said clarifies it go back to the first promise uh i'll crush your head satan god said in the garden, Adam and Eve are listening to this. I don't think they understand it. Yeah, they don't get it. But but they do have a sense that it's for them and for their descendants. I'll crush your head through this uh, the seed of a woman. You and I are seed of our mother and father, and all, as everybody is seed of their mother and father. You're saying it, mother and father. But there, it doesn't say mother and father. It it's just said the seed of, of a, a woman. woman, and that takes us to the virgin birth, yeah. which. All of a sudden brings clarity to why Jesus had to be born of a virgin because of the nature. He is going to get the righteous nature, not the sin nature. And uh, uh, 
which also distinguishes the difference between Jesus and anyone else. Yeah. He was a son of man. That's the that's the uh, kind of the Mary side of it. The, the human side. The human side. You know, he had flesh and blood, and he had yep. to eat and drink and had all the bodily functions. But he's also the son, not the son of Adam. He's the son of God. He's the son of God. The seed, um, the, the genetic seed, the DNA uh, right. that conceived in Mary's womb was holy. Yeah, it was from God. So when we look at when we look at Matthew and and having gone all the way back to Genesis to bring clarity to the fact that he's born of the seed of a woman, not a woman and a man, but just a woman, uh, to understand that that we get our sin nature is passed on through the Father. And uh, sorry, dads, and uh, uh, but passed on through the father. Uh, all of a sudden, now this starts making a whole lot of sense. And and then when we see in in Matthew that he's tempted by Satan, now we got to find out why. If he couldn't sin, which I think uh, personally, I think you and I just made the perfect argument for. If he couldn't sin, why was he tempted? I think there's many answers to that question. Number one, to just show his divine nature, that he's separate from sinners. He, uh, he is God with us. If he wasn't, he would have sinned, Mm -hmm. but he, he's God with us. It, it, it's the incarnation. It's he's Emmanuel, God with us. God came. So so now, so, so I have a question for you. Uh, would you say, cause a lot of people would answer this question, which I, I think is, is only a piece of the puzzle. And I think what we have discussed is, is really putting the whole puzzle together. Amen. Um, could, could Jesus have, uh, so, so Jesus didn't sin because he was God. Like that, that's people's uh, argument. And, and the reality is that to, to say that means that, uh, they don't understand Jesus. Well, I think when you say, could he have sinned? It's, I think it's a little play on words and a little, for instance, I've heard somebody say, is God all powerful? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Then can he make a rock he can't lift? Can he make a rock that he can't lift? (laughs) And it's, 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 uh, it's humorous, uh, and no more. Right. It's not a theological complication, right? but it's a point of interest. Uh, I think he was tempted to just demonstrate that he was above sin. Well, and, and so, so uh, in in Matthew, again, chapter four, one through eleven. If you go back and read that, you'll see uh, all the ways that he was tempted. Which we're going to talk about the ways that man is tempted um, uh, in the next podcast, which is really a, a continuation of this one in all actuality. But but I think it it needs to be uh, explained so people clearly get it. So, so in Matthew chapter four, we see that, that, that Jesus is tempted. He's taken and tempted by the devil. Uh, but in Hebrews chapter two, and I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter two, because, uh, this really is the, for, for me, uh, explains the absolute crux of why, uh, uh, why he was tempted verse seven, uh, Hebrews chapter two, verse 17 and 18. Excuse me. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, which I, I think is really cool that we are referenced 
as family. Yeah, and that's sweet. Our Heavenly Father, Christ calls them uh, brothers. Yeah. There's an affection. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I mean, that's uh, the coolest part is, and of course, that is only for those who believe on Jesus as their Lord and Savior are they part of the family because they've been adopted in. Born into, adopted into the forever family. Right. Mm -hmm. So sweet there. But then he goes on. He says, so therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. So, so now we're getting the idea of why he's tempted. For example, um, he's tempted with food in Matthew, uh, where, uh, you know, he's, he, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And so now his body is screaming for food food yeah you know what give me give me food and water i need food and water and it Uh, hit him in a weakened condition i think that's important absolutely when we get into our weakened conditions the enemy doesn't flee oh that's when he attacks he He presses yeah yeah he's a full-on press press forward on on the court if you will and um and so so what we see is uh, so now Jesus under, cause remember he's, he's all God and he's all man. And, and we have to remember it's called the hypostatic union, right? It's mm-hmm. a big word for saying that he's a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. It's called hypostatic union. And, and, uh, 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 it just kind of explains his condition. But when, when we look at, uh, the fact that he's all man and yet he went without food and water, this creates a, a, the body has needs. And, uh, so now he understands, uh, what it is for the body to desire. So now he can relate to the drug addict, uh, who needs his fix because he understands what it is for the body to, uh, desire. Food addiction is not sin, <laughs> but it can lead to sin. It can lead to sin, <laughs> gluttony, right? Uh-huh. But but so so when we see that, we see okay, now he understands, and so so uh, he was tempted so that he could aid us uh, uh, who was tempted, and so when when God the Father uh, uh, makes his point, or or uh, you know the, the Father looks at us and. I don't know. I don't think the father understands what it is to be hungry. But the son does. The son does. And and he is the propitiation. And then he also, listen, when we, when we pray, we pray to Jesus. And then who takes it to the father? Jesus. Jesus. You know, you break down those temptations in the wilderness. It was provision. Uh, or the the um, temptation of provision. I'm hungry, and we're we're not talking about you know. Gee, I haven't. It's, it's noon. I just ate breakfast at seven. It'd been forty days. Right. Provision. These are huge temptations. Uh, protection. Yes. And power. And uh, yeah. those are things that the human base, uh, the our fallen nature, just lusts we, for that. Yes. That drives us. That's it's, a great point. And uh, it's interesting, some of the uh, uh, the uh, fake teachers, false teachers in the prosperity gospel, they make the same promises of provision, protection, power, 
uh, by sending them money. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. Send us money so God can send you money. I'm right. like, no, I'll just I'll just <laughs> keep my money or I'll send it to somebody that's poor right. that doesn't have a $13 million mansion on the north side of Houston yeah. and, and a gold and, 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 on the and south a, side. And a gold toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And three airplanes yeah. uh, because God said that they needed another one. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I just chased a rabbit there. Forgive me. And, uh, that's I right. feel better That's now. right. I, I went there with you, too. So, <laughs> you're not hard to lead astray, John. <laughs> well, you know, you, when you talk about stuff like that, uh, uh, and and I, I just want to say that Satan does use uh, some of those guys. And, uh, for example, and I, you know me, I'm, like if I see the sheep, man, I got to, I mean, if I see the wolf, I got to call it out. Uh, Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. So Kenneth Copeland multi, makes us multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, uh, so he already has two jets not airplanes we don't want to we don't act like they're puddle jumpers he's got two jets in his fleet and they come out with this new jet which is amazing right and so he says hey god says uh that uh he wants me to have this jet and so you send money because god wants me to have this jet and the reason god wants me to have this jet so that i can fly around (laughs) dude what a freaking hypocrite so i can fly around and share the gospel right and then he turns around and says I can't get into a tube with a bunch of demons. <laughs> you know, when, when a man gets... Like, does he hear himself? When a man gets outside of God's boundaries, just completely outside of God's boundaries, just the sky's the limit. Yeah. No, no pun intended there, you know. Sky yeah, right. Uh, it's just sad. It breaks the heart of God. And it's, it's sad that people are so biblically ignorant that they fall into that. And they, I know. They they send their innocently send their money and uh, responding to a, a a promise that God never made them right you know uh, God said let he be be great among you be a servant uh, yeah God, and and that's the thing listen when a man when all a man does is keep saying bye bye send me money send me money you need to say bye bye yeah. <laughs> well I got you off the track and you loved it I know so let's get back on it. Um, so, so when we talk about, uh, uh, Jesus and why, why first off, everything you, you said is everything that man is, is, uh, uh, our core base, rotten, fallen yeah. nature. Yeah. You know, feed me, give me power. Let me tell you what to do. Put me in control. Protect me. Yeah. Don't let me get hurt. It's yeah. all about me, me, me. Right. So in this, why did Jesus, why was Jesus tempted with all of that? Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest, our high priest is Jesus, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. We we have a savior. Yeah, a a perfect savior. The the thing is mind-boggling to me is kind of just quote what you just said a minute ago this this is plan a yeah there, there isn't a plan b god could see all of history un, unfolding before him he, from the very beginning he he laid it all out mm-hmm. he creates man in his image to to know him to love him to serve him gave man a will a volition so man could choose to love god or, or not right, right. and he well, knew and, that, and that's how we're made in his image people think that we're made in his image um uh, that we look like God or whatever, but it's not. We're made in his image that we have mind, we have intellect, we can think, we have a free will, we can make decisions to do right or wrong, uh, and, and we have emotion. 
mind, emotion, and will. Yeah. And when we when man sinned, and God knew that he would, and God already had a remedy for it. Yep. And then God has a remedy for our problems before before the problem we, arises, before yeah, we know about it. That's right. That before we need that before we need cool. the, yeah before we need the solution. Yeah, and you uh, can follow that principle all the way through Scripture. Right. And so God has has the big plan. The Redeemer's right. coming. You sinned. I still love you. I knew you would. I'm going to fix it. Someday a woman without a man is going to have a, a baby boy. It's going to crush the serpent's head. Behold, a virgin will conceive. And all that happened to the letter. And in the fullness right. of time, a virgin brings forth her firstborn son. They call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God, God with, with us. us. Man, there was a plan of <laughs> redemption uh, and it, it was, it's God's focus was you. It was, it was me. Yeah. But I was so wrecked. Uh, amen. Yeah. And one of the, one of the interesting things about, about the fact that that was for us, some people, uh, think they can't be forgiven. You know, they're like, Oh, I've done so much wrong. And then they'll say this, I'll say, well, God forgives you. If you just call out to Jesus and, and ask for forgiveness, he'll forgive you. And, and one of the interesting responses that i get is they'll say well i can't forgive myself they're just believing the devil's lie and uh it's very common today when you when you really enter into the forgiveness that is extended to us from god i think that forgiving yourself just kind of falls into the the glory of of, right. of god's forgiveness you know when you have been forgiven and you know you and i grew up in a rough neighborhood in a sense we we're no strangers to sin I'm not proud of that, but I want God to redeem that. I want God to use my my past to, to help uh, someone else who's still stuck where I was at. And mm-hmm. If he can deliver me, he can deliver them. So that motivates me. But uh, God, uh, God extends his love towards us in that while we're yet sinners, Christ dies for us. He doesn't wait for us to get our act together. He, he, he performs the act. He sheds his blood. He punishes right. my sin through his son, Jesus, who is my substitute. And when you enter into that forgiveness and you know that you know because the word of God says so, we looked at that that cross we talked about last week, I think. Uh, we looked at that cross, our Statue of Liberty, what happened on the cross, the Redeemer, the Savior of the world, the uh, God incarnate, uh, the Lamb of God without spot, without sin. He was tempted, yet without sin. He takes our sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. It's not the good works that we do. It's the work that he did. He imputes it to our account. He cancels our sin, gives us his righteousness, forgives us, and that that woke me up. That that humbled me. That took over my life. And then the, the people that sinned against me, uh, I just forgive them because what they did to me is nothing right. compared to what what I did against God. And so... I've not found I've not struggled with forgiveness towards people. I'm just in awe of the forgiveness that has been extended to me. And I hear that a lot. Well, I can't forgive myself. Uh, well, the thing is, you just got to understand who's talking to you. Stop listening to that voice. Well, and and what I tell what I often ask people when they say that, my next my thing to them is, "Oh, so what you're telling me is your forgiveness is greater than God's." And I, I take him to the verse in first uh, epistle of John. It says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. You know, when, when our heart, when we sin, the Holy Spirit within us convicts us. That was wrong. Say you're sorry. Don't do it again. Um, 
uh, he convicts us of sin, of righteous and judgment from within. And when I sin, I grieve the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Right. But he doesn't leave me or forsake I me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He just, he's there to, to uh, chasten us. Right. He's there to convict us. Well, and, and, and he's our teacher and he's our guide. And, and he, so, so if, 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 he, if we mess up and he chooses to leave us, well, then, number one, Jesus lied to us. Number two, the Bible's a lie. Throw the whole thing out. Number three, uh, that means God gives up on us. And, uh, and then number four, the Holy Spirit is not a teacher and a guide if he bails out when it's time for him to teach and guide us. I don't think he – I know he doesn't bail out because he said so. But he, he never bails. I think he draws in. But this, this thing called conviction. Right. Uh, no, I, I'm just saying that like, if we believed that – that God leaves us if we mess up, then uh, that goes contrary. Oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. contrary to everything the Bible says. God, that would break a hundred promises of uh, God. All that's of just it. our emotions lying to us. Mm-hmm. If our heart condemn us, my emotions right. will condemn me. And then you have satanic influences. He's mm-hmm. the accuser of the brethren, and so he'll whisper to you in in your ear. You know, you're not a real Christian. A real Christian wouldn't think that. A real Christian wouldn't do yeah. that. And there's a difference. And, and what are those whispers called in the scriptures? Fiery darts, whereby hold up the shield of faith, and we be able to quench, quench all of the. Because that's that's the thing that the whole and it, man, we can just keep rolling because it keeps unfolding. I, I'm actually doing a study on Wednesday nights uh, uh, at church on the on the armor of God, and and the shield of faith. Uh, literally, it's your faith in God causes you to put Satan to sleep when you when when he throws a fiery dart it's your faith that says no i put it out with my with my my faith in god i put your darts out because i know your darts are lies well when man starts believing the lies of satan then that means that his faith in god is weak or if it's not if it's non-existent because um by the way faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so the only way you're going to be strengthened in god to even believe what we're talking about is your faith in jesus christ and then you uh, uh you build that faith uh through the word of god and when we've been born into his family now we're a threat to the enemy we're a target of the enemy and the enemy is the accuser of the brethren he appeared before God to uh, condemn Job <laughs> and uh, et cetera. He does the same for us. I, 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 this brings us to this thing I like to call the difference between conviction and guilt. Conviction mm, comes yeah. from God. It's a great, yeah. Conviction comes from God because he loves us. And if, if, if my grandchildren are, are misbehaving and hurting one another, I love them both. I don't want them to hurt each other. So I, I'm there to break up the fights. I'm there to teach them over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. How many times do we tell them? Uh, remember when you're, when you're, okay, my, my mom uh, or my dad would be like, how many times do I got to tell you? <laughs> few more dad yeah, apparently more because <laughs> yeah yeah you told me before i didn't listen then i'm not listening now yeah it's but, not uh, the conviction comes from god and, and we know what it feels like mm-hmm. i think guilt comes from satan and it feels exactly the same way right, right, right. here's an illustration of that point i think it's really important because you got to discern the voices you got to yeah. discern the spirits test, yeah test the spirits the bible says yeah whether they have god because the enemy will come in like a flood and you're, you're trying to do right you've messed up you've confessed your sin but you still feel guilty i'm such a loser i'm failing as a christian oh no 
And uh, I, I love this illustration. I'm in ninth grade. We're studying human uh, anatomy, physiology. Uh, they, they do an illustration. They get a tuning for, two tuning forks, lay one on ice yeah. and the other one on a hot hot pad that you know maybe 120 degrees or something completely changes everything and uh, so we got these two tuning forks they blindfold us you take off your shoe and sock it doesn't matter which foot and your foot is sitting up there on the desk and they touch your foot with one of the tuning forks you have to discern was that the hot one or the cold one and you think oh that's going to be so easy until you do it maybe you've did done this in class and so oh that was the you have this immediate sensation that that was the but you're not sure. Uh, did you do that again? Oh, oh, that was a, oh, you're not really sure. And there's a reason for that because in, in our feet, we have pain receptors and touch receptors, but we don't have heat and temperature receptors. We have temperature receptors in our nose and around our mouths, lips and right. tongue, but we don't have our whole body, our fingertips, but not our whole body has that. Right. Our feet do not. And so it's a 50-50 guess. You really don't know. And I think that illustrates this, this thing. Um, you have to have somebody tell you, well, that, no, you, you didn't really know. That was the hot one. That was the cold one. So when we're in this guilt thing, I, I, I can't forgive myself. Well, focus, first of all, God forgave me one right. sacrifice once for all to save forever the all-sufficient blood well, of Jesus to cleanse us from how many sins, Johnny? Yeah, all of All them. sin. Okay, right. that's our foundation. Right, right. Now our feelings right. come in and what? <laughs> I did, Johnny, I feel so bad, you know, and, I'm, and we, oh, I'm such a loser. We live in a time, though, where people are so dependent upon their feelings yeah, and, and their emotions guess. rather than facts. I would say this. God gave our emotions to be our servant, not our master. Yeah. And so if our heart condemn us, it might be Satan, too, buffeting us, falsely accusing us, focusing us away from his performance on the cross, putting uh, his, uh, our focus on our own poor performance and just just condemns us well it's such a loser and jesus even says uh if we confess our sins he is faithful and ju just to uh forgive us of all unrighteousness say that again forgive us for how much all there you go right and so uh so one of the things about <clears throat> about guilt and conviction which uh is fantastic point because so many people um uh die in guilt rather than fix uh their their conviction and and i think that's the difference as well as um uh conviction says yeah i already know i'm guilty uh but my savior says i'm forgiven and i'm going to repent and and move on in victory yeah that's a powerful two words move move on, on. And, uh, and and if you can't move on then that's satan uh beating you up with guilt yeah. And you listening to him, agreeing with him against yourself. And God says, man, stop it. You're my kid. I got better for you. That was then. This is now. Focus right. on the cross, that one yeah. sacrifice on his success, not your failure. And then uh, he puts his success in our account and we're able to move on, put that behind us. Right. And when we do, that's when the freedom comes. And uh, we, we don't live in that, I can't forgive myself. Right. You know, the enemy's so clever, it's almost like we feel like we're doing God a favor yeah. to, to run around, you know, woe is me. Right, right. That's not, he's not there to condemn us. No, uh, um, uh, where is First uh, uh, Corinthians 15, uh, I think it starts in 53 through 58. And it talks what about, shall separate us? 
from the love of God. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, uh, Romans uh, talks about that as well, and then in, Corin- in, in in Corinthians it talks about. Yeah, I just quoted the Romans yeah, one. Yeah, you. Yeah, that was Romans. That's okay. <clears throat> Drugs, and so uh, <laughs> sixty nine. Um, but it, in 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 Corinthians, uh, it talks about um, uh, you know death. Where's your sting? Uh, and then and that we have. In other words, listen, uh, uh, sin is death. Uh, and Satan, uh, he's, he's the one that stings us, but Jesus gives us victory. And so if you're living, if you're living in, in defeat, it's because you're, you're believing, uh, the false accuser and, and, and he's, he is, uh, if you can't move on, he's keeping you in guilt. Uh, conviction is of God and repentance is of God and moving on is of God. Forgiveness is of God. Like all this, cause God says, I've given you victory. Yeah. Chains are from the enemy. Uh, release and deliverance is, is from above. Yes. And yet we can get so downcast that we almost feel we're doing God a favor to be such a loser. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just eyes back on Jesus. You're yeah. knocked out of the saddle. Well, and your hand and put you back in the saddle. And, and, and the whole idea for Jesus to have been tempted the way he was is so that he can look at us and go, I know exactly what you're going through. Yep. And, and that's how I can give you victory. That's how I can tell you to move on. Uh, because listen, we're not going to stay there because that is not where we are. That's not where we, uh, were born to, to be. And, and we are, uh, and, I think I think when people lose their identity, uh, they also forget. So so Jesus died for our sins. Jesus was tempted so that He could have compassion on us, according to um, uh, verse uh, uh, Hebrews four fifteen. For we do not have a high priest who, priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, uh, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So then that verse sixteen says, "Let us therefore, because of verse fifteen, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." That a new beginning. It's a new that that doesn't fresh start. That's not so that like was guilt. then. Yeah, that's not this guilt. is now. We have we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Absolutely. And and so to so get me excited, John. I'm telling you, I love this. You so, always do that to me. <laughs> Jesus says, I I listen, I went through all I went through so that I can sympathize with you, so that you could come to the throne of grace grace, so that you can be forgiven, so that you can have victory. Why are you living in defeat? There's two words that are screaming at me right now as I'm listening to you. Is Jesus, over many, many times in his ministry, came upon people who were really wrecked, really hurting, and he said two words. I know. I know. I love it. Isn't that beautiful? You know, that, that's so beautiful. Like we have a, you know, every now and then a, a young gal in our church has a miscarriage and we all weep. But the gals who have had miscarriages, they run over to their house and they spend the evening together. They're back in the morning for coffee. And you know what they say? I know. I know. And then they, they, they hurt together. And the love grows deeper. And, and they draw strength from one another. And something that was ugly turns into something beautiful. And then we know those babies are waiting on the other side. That's going to be a fun thing. Right. Well, and here's the thing, too. Because Jesus says the same thing when we're hurting, when we've been beat up, when Satan tries to knock us out of the saddle, Jesus shows up and he says, I know. Yeah. And, and only, only 
Only a God who decides to put himself in the same position, not the same sin. Separate from sin. Completely separate from, from sin to say, I know where you're at. I know what it feels like to be tempted with that or to struggle with it. Or I don't know that he struggled with it, but to be tempted with it. And, and he says, I, I know, I know where you're at. Been there, done that. Yeah, and so now we have a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. And because of that, we can go to his throne of grace. And our emotions are telling us I'm not worthy to go there. Yeah, get get emotion out of the way. Listen, um, if facts, listen, (laughs) I'm not. I was going to make a comment, but I'm not. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, uh, I think Biden said it. I'm not leaving it alone. Biden said, "We'll take truth over facts." Okay. Could I get an interpretation of that? Yeah, because aren't they the same? Truth and facts think, are the same. Yeah, I think so. And 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 guys, except in the world of politics, it probably it's separate. That, separate, right? Yeah. Um, and and listen. If truth and facts point out more truth and facts and it goes contrary to your emotions and feelings, then you cancel out emotions and feelings and go with truth and facts because emotions and feelings change at the moment. Um, uh, How many times have you gotten up in the morning and go, wow, I feel like today is going to be a great day. And it is a train wreck from the word go. Uh, You can't go by emotions and feelings because your emotions and feelings will lie to you. And that's, I think maybe the main thing on the mind of of Christ when he said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Our emotions are there to condemn us and we just have to learn not to let them master us. When I have my emotions are are, are making me feel crappy. I, I can say that with you, Johnny. Yeah, I get away yeah. with it. You know, I'm just I'm just I'm just down. I say crap all the time. <laughs> sort of have my eyes off at of Jesus and want to have a little pity party here. And I don't feel like making any sacrifices today. And and then I have this feeling, and I'm thinking, oh, what a loser! You're supposed to be a man of God. You've been called to ministry. God has used you, and now I'm I'm here, just a big, just a punk, just a just a little whimpering, pathetic loser. And that's how I'm feeling. And then I'm saying, okay, what are the facts? The facts are I'm a, I'm more than conquerors through Christ because that conquering Jesus who was tempted, who did not sin, came to live inside of me to take the place of what I am. And, I, uh, you know, okay, the devil came to the door. I opened the door, and he told me how dumb I am, how ugly I am, how my mother still dresses me funny, and I'm such a loser. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jesus comes to my back says, get thee behind me, Satan. Right. He said, you're my son. I called you to this. Okay, without me, you can do nothing, but I'm with you. And so my stinking thinking Mm -hmm. starts being converted to the... you know, to the, the facts of who Jesus is, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And that, that's the mind of the Holy Spirit. That's it's right. a mind of Jesus. Right. So I'm right there on the bottom, and I feel a million miles away from God, and then the Lord is right there present with me. And 
that's a sacred moment. That's a moment that all Jesus followers, we go through that. And, and had, had Jesus not been tempted, uh, he wouldn't understand that. And had he not, not sinned, um, he would just be one of us. He would be one of us. So sacrifice would have been not sufficient. And, and, and and I tell, uh, one one of the things that you, you were talking about that I want to point out was, uh, we forget who we are positionally. Ooh, huge point, Johnny. We are the children of God. We are uh, uh, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, which means that we, if he is the king, if God is the king, then we, and we're uh, heirs and joint heirs, we are uh, uh, a prince and a princess. Why do we live like paupers? And you shall know the truth, and the, and truth, the truth shall set you free. Um, I love that thing, our position in Christ rather than our personality in Christ right. or our emotions before Christ, because our emotions change. Like the I wish wind. they didn't. I wish they didn't. Yeah. But they do, but his word never, never. changes. One, one of the things to prove that our emotions change, watch a movie, uh, and if it's a really good movie done really well, one minute you're crying, next minute you're laughing. Uh, you might be mad. You might go back to crying. You all of a sudden you pick your enemy and you pick your favorite, and you you are you are literally um, emotionally being manipulated through the whole movie. It, and it changes through the whole movie. So in two hours you're exhausted because it has drugged you through every emotion you had. Yeah, and, and that's how life is. You know, you're, it's a great morning, then the phone rings, and all of a sudden you you were in the saddle. Now you're now you've been bucked off, and and you want to have a pity party. You just want to go hide. But then another phone call could come in, and oh, Pastor Duke, you you know you wrote me that letter, and it's just the perfect thing. You said the right thing at the right time, and I love you so much. I'm like, really? I thought, I thought I was a jerk. I know. <laughs> he wrote a zero, baby, in a, in a split second. Yeah, but we're not, the, you know, aren't you glad he doesn't leave us or forsake us? Yeah, and, and the whole reason that he doesn't leave us or forsake us is because he understands. Yeah. Because he has been tempted in all ways that we are, yet he is without sin, uh, and he was tempted for a purpose. Uh, and, and again, every time God does something, he does it for a purpose. He moves for a purpose. He has a design. He has a goal. He has a desire for our life. Uh, listen, I have a future and a hope for you, God says. And so we know as God moves in our life, uh, he is moving us toward the purpose. And that purpose is righteousness. Right, that, conforming that, us to the image of His dear Son. Absolutely, and so if He wants us to be like Christ, then that is uh, uh, righteous and holy, and and right and right with Him. And if Jesus could have sinned, well, one of the one of the things that that happens is uh, that Jesus couldn't have sinned, not only because uh, he's God or the son of God, but he couldn't sin because of his nature, which we talked about that, right? And and literally what it means is um, uh, his nature is for him to be absolutely perfect. And so for him to sin would be as hard as it is for us to be perfect. Because yeah. no, our nature is to be imperfect. It, it absolutely is. And that will continue to be that way until the redemption of right. our body. Yeah, we get a new comes, body. And we shall see him. We shall be. I'm celebrating that yeah. day and it isn't even here yet. I think a way to kind of just bring this all to a, a head and a, a conclusion in an everyday practical sense is this. 
religion is just a list of do this, don't do that, and you're good. Yeah. I don't think Jesus ever meant for there to be a religion right. in his name, but he intended a relationship. He didn't just say, okay, here's, a, here's what to do and what not to do and la- launch us off into some kind of an, a mission or adventure. He said, I will be with you always. He wants us to sense his presence. Yes. He wants us to feel those everlasting arms uh, wrapped around our heart. He wants to have a sense of his presence in that moment of, of temptation, that moment of guilt. And our, our thinking is thinking, but then the Holy Spirit is present. And he says in that moment, that's not true. Don't believe that lie. And we choose not to believe the lie. And that truth, his person is setting us free in that moment. And with with his presence and his help and his power, we rise above that. Okay, got knocked out of the saddle. He puts us back in the saddle. And we learn from it. Because everybody's getting knocked out of the side. Well, if, if you're wise, you learn from it. And you learn from it, and then you teach others. Right. You know, we're not here to, uh, 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 we are here for the purpose of helping others through your, your problems. And so Second Corinthians is all about that. We're able to help others by the help we're, by we've received help from God. And so he takes our, even our failures and he redeems them. He, he, he fixes us up. And then he motivates us to help others. Right. And then the devil takes more lumps. Right. And, and the, only, the only reason that he can do all of that is because he was tempted like we are so that he would have understanding and have compassion. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, I, I love when people, uh, if you're going through heartache or a problem and then someone comes up and, and they say, I understand but yet they have never experienced anything like it. Well, the truth is they don't understand. And so for Think of better ways that I wish I, I wish I could relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But when they go, I understand what you're feeling and it's I like, want to slap them. But yeah. Yeah. And you want to go, both of your parents are still alive. You don't understand what I'm going through or you never had a miscarriage. How can you understand what I'm going through? You never lost a child or, or, uh, you listen, you, you, you came from a silver spoon, so you don't understand what it is to have need or, you know, I mean, just whatever. And, but you know what? The, Jesus, Jesus can say, I understand. He can. I, I understand what it is for the body to want. I understand what it is to be tempted with power. I understand what it is to to look at everything and 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 uh, be tempted with with uh, uh, everything that you see. I I I understand, or I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I think maybe personally, one day we're going to hear that from Jesus. As pastors, we've yeah. go through the, the all the things that pastors go through and people struggle and they, they turn on the one who gives them the answer. I mean, people turn on their mates. I mean, over 50% of marriages don't survive today. And, you know, and pastors, we're just trying to lift up the name of Jesus, trying to get people healed uh, right. of, of their things. And then, and, and the get, only way that you can bring a healing or help someone, help someone to heal is to help them understand. Yeah. And, and if you don't understand who Jesus is, you're going to have a hard, hard time following him. And if you don't understand the fact that Jesus couldn't have sinned and the reason that he was tempted was so that he could have compassion on you and me to help us through our sin. Um, if we don't get all that, then we miss all that. You know, we don't have to worry about it all being about me because 
to Jesus, he was all about us. Every, everything, listen, everything that Jesus did, he did for us. Yeah. That's how about us he is when you think about that. Name above all names. Amen. Beautiful Amen. Savior. Wonderful Lord. Counselor, mighty God. Amen. Hey, guys, I hope that, I hope that this made sense to you and that you understand that, that uh, uh, the death on the cross the temptations, everything that he did, that Jesus did, he did for us. The Father knew our shortcomings. The Father also knew that if there wasn't a way for God to relate to man, uh, there was going to be a struggle. There was going to be a gap, a missing point. And so God understood that. And when God sent his son Jesus, he allowed Jesus to go through everything he did, not only to die for us and not only to be the sacrificial uh, uh, savior for us, uh, the, the sacrificial lamb, if you will, uh, but so much so that God's like, listen, you know what? We got to have, we got to be able to have compassion on mankind. And the only way we can have compassion is if we can understand what they're going through. And so Jesus, yeah, you're going to go through this part of it too, because, uh, uh, we're going to have compassion. And, and so the father listens to the son when the son says, father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. As the father unlays the plan, he says, son, this, this is going to hurt. And Jesus says, but they're so worth it. So, have you thought about this for a bit? Okay. All right. I don't want to pull my mic out, but listen to this, right? So, so think about this. We literally, we are the father's gift to the son. And the son was excited to get his gift, yeah. knowing, knowing who we are, what we are. And yet, God says that this is my gift to you, and Jesus says, I'll take it. It's kind of like that old car that needs a lot of work. <laughs> Goodness, right. And he turns it into a classic. Uh, I get, ooh, good stuff. Hey, guys, I hope you have learned something. I hope it was good for you. Thank you so much for joining in, according to John. The question is, could Jesus have sinned if he wanted to? The answer is no, but for many reasons, and I hope you understood each and every one. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, giving us your time. It is so important to us that that uh, we don't take it lightly. That's why when we have a topic, we get right onto it. So I hope you like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, use According to John podcast to uh, help others who are having questions or who are having struggles to get through it. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. We are out. Over and out. Good, Good stuff. stuff.